Nobody knows where this is going. So being consistent and sharing only the facts and the facts about what you're planning to do operationally is really where you have to keep things. This is the best time to build trust and not break that trust down. Welcome to the Channel Mastery Podcast. If you're a specialty business and brand leader obsessed with understanding what the most effective channels are today to connect with, serve, and sell to your target consumers, then you've just found the perfect podcast and community. My name is Kristen Carpenter, and I'm your host and the founder of Verde Brand Communications, the presenting sponsor of Channel Mastery. Verde created the Channel Mastery Podcast to level the playing field for the specialty brands we serve. Every week on this show, we study how consumer preferences are changing and the evolving channels they like to use to engage with their favorite brands. Once again, welcome to Channel Mastery and subscribe today. Well, hey there, everyone, and welcome to a special episode of the Channel Mastery Podcast. Kristen Carpenter here reporting in for duty. This podcast is produced by Verde Brand Communications, a company that I founded 19 years ago from a journalism background. I spent 11 years as a journalist and almost two decades as an agency owner, and I work with an incredibly experienced and dedicated team of 22 expert communication practitioners here at Verde. We have been in the trenches helping our clients proactively manage communications around this fast-moving COVID-19 virus crisis. And today in this podcast, I'm sharing Verde's crisis communications framework developed specifically for this purpose with the hope that it will help you lead your specialty brand through this incredibly challenging time. There is an abundance of information, and a lot of it is (laughs) fear-based, available online, but there's very little direction being offered to leaders of specialty businesses. Our goal in this episode of the Channel Mastery Podcast is to be that resource for you. I encourage you to download the transcript and grab the podcast notes for this episode at verdepr.com forward slash blog and the channelmastery.com website. Please also note that Bicycle Retailer and Industry News, Snooze, and SIA will all be syndicating this podcast episode as well, and they are all also offering resources on their own respective websites. Snooze is compiling a daily roundup of COVID-19 news from the outdoor active lifestyle industries, the link to which is also in the show notes. And also, it's important to note, I'm recording this show on Friday, March 6th of 2020. Verity will be offering updates through our social channels and on our blog and through my personal LinkedIn page, at Kristen Carpenter. The links will all be found in the show notes. All right, everybody, I'm going to just dive right in here. (laughs) Your specialty business has a very different responsibility to its internal and external stakeholders and consumer audiences around this crisis. And here's why. Today, the brand is the community in our world. Your shopper or brand fan is emotionally connected with you. And this is more true of specialty brands and retailers than any large retailer, brand, or marketplace. 
The reason is that our specialty brands are humanized. We have stories and solutions for our specific fans, and we connect very well with them. This is why they're emotionally connected with us. We're part of their identities. And our shoppers are self-identifying with favorite brands more than ever before. This is partially due to the access that they have to connect with your brand thanks to the internet, but it's also very much due to the fact that today people just do not believe that institutions like government or even religion in some cases can affect the change they want to see in the world anymore. So they're turning to companies to make that change. Needless to say, what your company does in a crisis situation matters. Actions certainly speak louder than words, but words are equally important during a crisis. The most important audience you have is your internal workforce. Communication with your internal team is top, top priority as a matter of principle, but also know that your workforce is comprised of your biggest brand advocates, all of whom have access to large reach on social media. But keep in mind, there is a single commonality that we all share Whether we are specialty businesses or the world's largest marketplace, we are all either leading people through this crisis or looking to leaders within our companies for guidance during this time. That's why having a consistent and strong communication strategy for the crisis is so, so important. The COVID-19 virus has ushered in a time of incredible unease and uncertainty that is affecting all of us. The headlines are evolving with every hour. With this evolution comes a priority that we all share, no matter what it is we do in our business. We are managing expectations. That's what it comes down to, everybody. I loved what I found in the Harvard Business Review as I was researching this podcast for you. It was in an article titled, Lead Your Business Through the Coronavirus Situation. And of course, the link is in the podcast notes. I highly recommend reading this article. It's very, very good. But the quote I wanted to read is this, unanticipated twists and turns that will be revealed with each news cycle are the nature of the coronavirus. Truly, we will only have a complete picture of this in retrospect. I say that because it's profound, but also because it gives us all room as leaders. We all are leading with our best intentions, and I think all of us feel a little bit like we're standing in a canoe right now because Everything is changing around us so rapidly, and there's varied sources of information out there in terms of providing trust for us as leaders. With that said, I wanted to provide Verde's framework that we've been offering to our clients. I truly hope that it supports your team building and updating an authentic communication approach from your specialty brand to its stakeholders and audiences. They very much want to and need to hear from you at a time like this. All right, so let's head into it. Step one, identify and prioritize your audiences. Internal workforce is absolutely your primary audience for any business and consistent communication must happen now. Initiate an all company communication and in that communication, make sure you let them know what to expect in terms of hearing from you and your leadership team going forward. Internal stakeholders are the next primary audience. They include sales reps, retailers, athletes, ambassadors, and contractors, just to give you some examples. External stakeholders comprise the third audience and include end consumers, business community, local, and industry. 
All right. So that's the first step is identify and prioritize your audiences. But it's pretty simple. You have to prioritize your internal workforce first. All right. Step number two, agree to a goal with your leadership team and guiding principles. Company leaders absolutely have to be in lockstep on a goal with crisis communication. You're going to literally be setting, guiding, and managing expectations with this. So it's super important you're all on the same page. I wanted to just share a couple of examples with you. The Centers for Disease Control website offers important considerations for creating an infectious disease outbreak response plan. And it leads with, all employers should be ready to implement strategies to protect their workforce from COVID-19 while ensuring continuity of operations. The link for that is in the show notes. It's pretty lengthy and it's a great one to have just as a base rule of thumb. There's a company by the name of Coinbase that we found in an, our research that actually created a crowdsourced communication plan that is very interesting as well. The goal behind it, I thought, was spot on, and I've paraphrased it here. Our goal is to have a response that's based on fact and science and avoids both panic and apathy. The best way for all of us to get through the crisis is to listen to the science and operate as a community and not allow fear to drive make-believe wedges between us. Again, links are all in the show notes. It goes on to list guiding principles, which I also thought were really, really strong. Number one, to keep employees safe. Number two, to continue to serve customers with the highest standards. Number three, to do our part to slow community spread of the virus where there appear to be outbreaks so that the most vulnerable people are able to get the care that they need. Step number three, identify and agree on a vehicle to communicate with and the cadence of consistent communication within your company. So I think the obvious choice here is an internal newsletter for employees and possibly another standalone one for additional stakeholders. It makes the most sense with the remote work from home and travel bans that are occurring right now. If you're a small company, the CEO should author this. And if you're a larger company with an HR department, that lead is most appropriate. But be aware that newsletters can easily be forwarded. It's really important to be consistent and timely. The news cycle is accelerating so quickly with this virus that you may choose to communicate every day or every other day right now. Remember, every single touch point of communication with your audiences brings more trust. All right, step four, be consistent and fact-based. It's very important that communication to stakeholders, internal workforce in this example, are consistent and very timely. One tip I thought to share is the news cycle is accelerating so quickly with the virus that some companies are electing again to communicate every single day or every other day right now. And they might be doing that through internal communication forums, if you will, that are you know found within companies. But if you're a small company, I think a simple email is just fine. Another tip is do not re-deliver the negative headlines or fear-driven content that you're finding out there. Stick to what you know and stick to the facts. Remember, we're managing expectations. The third tip is remind your entire workforce to be cognizant of how they're discussing the outbreak or how they're just talking amongst themselves about it. 
We really don't know how a person's being affected by the news and the virus right now. And it's very important to encourage everybody within your company to be professional, conscientious, empathetic, and genuine during this crisis and really beyond it. Here is an example of an internal company communication that I found as I was doing research from Walmart. It says, you've heard the term coronavirus used a lot recently. Coronaviruses are a type of virus. Many of them, there are many of them and they are fairly common. COVID-19 is the name given to the disease caused by the new coronavirus that appeared recently in China. Because COVID-19 is new, you may be hearing information that is confusing or conflicting. And this um, internal communication goes on to say, here's what we know. That's the next headline, subhead rather. And it shares facts with the internal audience there. And they don't ever cross over into reassurance and they stay to the facts. They don't mislead employees. And there's really no direction or any kind of outcome on the crisis provided in this communication in the near term, which I thought was really important. And yes, there's a link to it in the show notes. (laughs) It goes on to say, we'll continue to share information as it becomes available, and we'll do our best to keep you informed about what we're doing as a company and how best to prevent the spread of the virus. If you have travel planned and have questions, please reach out to your manager. I thought Walmart did a really good job really hitting the buckets here. There's obviously more in that internal memo regarding what COVID is, best practices about how to prevent it, et cetera, but I liked the tone, and that's why I wanted to share it with you. It really lets the workforce know that the company leadership's working to be communicative and supportive of its workforce during a time of incredible uncertainty. In no way did it set unrealistic expectations. Remember, nobody knows where this is going, to be honest, so being consistent and sharing only the facts and the facts about what you're planning to do operationally is really where you have to keep things. This is the best time to build trust and not break that trust down. I also wanted to share five bullet points here just that provide a little bit more of an outline as you're drafting and furthering your own communication internally. The first is to create context. You want to regionalize or localize the communication to your workforce so that they feel like it really resonates and is relevant to them. Explain the precautionary measures being taken on behalf of the workforce. Then ensure your team knows that this is a living plan and approach. With the changes and evolution of the crisis will come changes in strategy, but ensure they know that you'll be communicating with them all along the way. Update on operational changes that are fact-based is important to include, such as our offices are closed, employees are to work remote, etc., and, and sharing CDC best practices, again, the link is in the show notes, is always a good idea. Updates on other office locations, important facts about day-to-day operations, etc., also very important to share. And lastly, provide additional reassurance of your company's approach by sharing how you've connected with government resources or government entities, etc. The last step in our framework is step five, minding your channels. I'm going to reiterate the absolute importance of setting realistic expectations on public or internal-facing communication platforms, either one. Stick to the facts, again, and do not pontificate about progression of the news or of the virus. And always, always refer back to your shared communication goal. 
So regarding prioritization, it really remains the same with the channels. Work from the inside of your company out. For example, internal centralized company communications platforms should be top priority. And from there, I would prioritize company website. This is where your brand fans will look for your position and action taken regarding the crisis. And I would encourage two-way communication there. So offer an email or a way for consumers to get in touch with you from your website on the crisis. The next is rep and retail communication channels. Make sure you post an overview of how often you'll be updating the platform or the site with what information and encourage two-way conversation here as well. And then company social media. I would keep it fact-based as well. Update when you have something substantial to post. Don't go dark. I would post action. I would post your reasons. And I would definitely monitor responses. So I have just a a couple things before we wrap up here today in this special solo cast. And basically it's, um, I think, two to three specific disruption communications that we wanted to share. The first is in regards to events. As we've seen this past week, major gatherings and events are being postponed and canceled. This news is causing heightened emotional and panic responses, and it's not uncommon for people to construe this type of news as proof of an insurmountable challenge. Keep that in mind as you're updating your audiences on news around events that you are or are not participating in or that you might be canceling. I would really encourage a base tone, stick to the facts, and really be consistent in what you're delivering to your audiences around the virus and how your company's responding to it with your events or with your attendance at events. And in the case of an event cancellation, I can't stress enough, managing expectations is absolutely paramount. You want to manage expectations of exhibitors and participants. Some good rules to follow. Be careful about using words like refund or rebook. It's truly too early to tell your stakeholders what your plan is. There's still so much uncertainty out there. I would also watch what the airlines are offering their consumers. We view the airlines as a barometer of sorts in that they are likely setting consumer expectations out there. And then I would also remain open to and capture audience feedback. You can use it to further your company's position on the crisis as it evolves. We realize that this is not always fun, believe me, but it's super important to maintain that emotional connection and relationship. People are not at their best during a crisis of any kind, let alone a global crisis like COVID-19 with so much uncertainty. You can also consider alternative ways to hold events, such as virtual meetings, remote sessions, etc. You could even engage with your audience and ask for their preference on these ideas. The next and I think final, yes, final directive that we wanted to offer has to do with supply chain challenges, specifically in product shortages. Now, this is obviously something that is still being evolved, but these are just some tips and best practices we wanted to share. Considering the golden rule of managing expectations, we think it's critical that Your company strikes a balance in how you're communicating transparently around supply chain challenges and eventual product availability. Transparency is super important, but there is a lack of information from some of the countries that are manufacturing for us presently. So you have to be super careful with predictions on when businesses will regulate or even sharing dates at this point. 
Stay consistent with what you can share and stay in front of your audience with the truth and the facts. But I wouldn't go beyond that. You can also consider developing a shared communication platform with internal workforce and stakeholders, such as a newsletter just for updates on the impact of the virus on day-to-day operations of your business. Again, you could create one specifically for your internal workforce and another for external stakeholders. Avoid resharing any negative coverage about supply chain as that really heightens concern. Your goal, again, is to craft communication that's based on fact and science that avoids both panic and apathy. And you can also script frontline stakeholders like customer service leaders, sales reps, athletes, and ambassadors to ensure that they're able to offer consistency in messaging. Nothing builds or erodes trust faster than consistency among an entire team during a crisis like this, or really any time. So in our show notes... There's a lot of information and a lot of links. We've pulled together recent and relevant articles on how companies are leading through COVID-19 and managing supply chain disruption. We've also pulled together website resources that offer the most current news, along with a link to the CDC Employer Best Practice Report referenced in this show. So there's a ton in there. You can also find a transcript of this episode at channelmastery.com or at veritypr.com forward slash blog. And as I said, Snooze, Bicycle Retailer, and Snow Sports Industries of America are all going to be repurposing this important podcast. So with that, again, this is the state of best practice communication on COVID-19 for specialty brands from Channel Mastery and Verde Brand Communications provided on March 6th of 2020. Please don't hesitate to reach out to me on LinkedIn at Kristen Carpenter. Or you could also email me at info at verdepr.com. That's V-E-R-D-E, P as in Paul, R as in Roger.com. I'm happy to do my very best to field your responses. And we are planning on doing a couple of live streams next week where we will be fielding questions that come in from this podcast. We hope you'll join us over there at Verde's Facebook page. That's Verde Brand Communication. We'll also have that on our YouTube channel and Instagram. Thank you, everybody, so much for your time today. I hope that this solo cast is helpful to you and all of the resources that we provide provide support and direction for you and your team during this really, really trying time. I sure do appreciate you and just am so happy to serve you in this way, as is my team at Verde. Thank you so much, and we will see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to the show today. If you're finding value in the Channel Mastery Podcast, and I certainly hope you are, I'd love to ask that you subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform, as well as rate and review the show on iTunes. Doing so helps more people discover the content, more specialty business and brand leaders can be helped by the incredible resources we're offering every week on the show. I also would like to invite you to join our community at channelmastery.com or verdepr.com. Sign up with your email and you'll receive special resources and content created just for friends of the podcast. You'll also receive advance notice of new Channel Mastery trainings and offerings. Thanks for listening and see you next week.